Hello and welcome to the punting monologue. He's back. Benny Clifton, dad 2.0, is back. And he is straight from the maternity ward where he's been picking winners for everyone. There's nothing this man can't do. How are you, Ben? Yeah, good, Sonny. Yeah, it's been a little bit disjointed for the monologue the last <laughs> few weeks. but uh... Mate, forget the monologue. How's, uh, how's being a, a dad again? I guess you can't be a dad twice over, but you sort of are. Congrats. Yeah, little Frankie can't arrived um, on the 11th, so she's doing really well. She's good, good eater like her old man and <laughs> good sleeper. So, um, love it, nah, it's love going it. Well, mum's doing a really good job and big brother's doing a good job too. That's great to hear, mate. That is good to hear on behalf of everyone at the men's sports team. Congratulations. Good friend of the pod, Joy, always says when you first have a kid, it's like the twin towers have just fallen down. You're covered in rubble. There's dust everywhere. You don't know what's just happened, and that's for about six weeks. But Benny's climbed his way out of the muck and the mire and the rubble in order to pick winners at Caulfield this Saturday. What a man. He's a dad, he's a punter, he's an analyst, and he's ours. Let's get stuck into it, mate. Huge day of racing out at Caulfield for the big one, the Caulfield Cup. Is this going to be a fast, dry track with all the weather around? It does look like it'll be dry. Might be a little bit of rain on Saturday, but I don't think there'll be enough to affect the track. So rail out three metres. Um, the track should be primed for, you know, Caulfield Cup Day. They don't want any significant bias. So um, I'd expect a really nice track to play on. And um, I think there's some good bets on the card, actually. Oh, hello. Let's get stuck into it then. As always, we start with race one. It's over 1,400 metres. Our favourite is Brave Mead at around about 260 at the time of recording. Then the instructor at 370, 450 for Kai Zad, and it's double figures the rest. Is this just one to watch how it all plays out? Yeah, it's a little bit of a slow start for us in terms of bets, but it's an interesting race, this one, because I liked that Brave Mead last start, and I thought it was pretty ordinary. Um, it ran second at Mooney Valley, but it just didn't savage the line, and I just don't know about it. Um, I know last prep they took it to the front one well at Mooney Valley. I'm thinking, do they take it to the front here? But then you've got two gay waterhouse horses in the race, which will completely undo it. So I couldn't back the favourite Brave Mead. The instructor, it's going well, but just not sure about it. I think it has its limitations. Maybe the horse, you know, the market's really sort of... Uh, edging towards the three Kaizad, which is another gay waterhouse horse who's sort of the horse from left field coming down from Sydney. Good SP profile, won well last start at Warwick Fund. Maybe it's the one, but geez, it's a messy race. And yeah, you know, I just don't like the favourite. I can't find anything else to beat it, but yeah, it was a bit murky this race. And it wasn't one that I thought, you know, we should be diving in too early with so many question marks. Fair enough too, and I think it's going to be a busy day in terms of tips from you anyway, so we're happy to shoulder arms in the first. Let's go to the second now over two kilometres. That's 2,000 metres in the old money. Our very short price favourite is Riff Rocket at around about the 140 to 150 mark, depending on where you're shopping. Is it worth even reading the rest out, mate? Does this win? It is worth talking about this favourite. Leading into that race at Flemington, it just its form looked, uh, it looked shown a little bit of promise up in Sydney. It had won at Geelong on debut. But then it just exploded. It absolutely, jeez, it, it just, you know, at the 400 metre mark, it was just towing James McDonald into the race. And there was a real push against it in the market. So it defied the market drift. And now now it's put that rating down. You're like, wow, this, this could be a serious horse. And Chris Waller just has a knack of getting horses to improve every start. And that's what he's done here. And if this horse had been in the Caulfield Guineas last week, I think he would have won it. So... Uh, this is a horse who I think they must be going towards the Derby, given they're going they're going to the two thousand meters here. So 
I expected to win here, and uh, he may, he may be the the best three year old uh, we've got if it can repeat that sort of rating it did last start. Mate, you think it's going to win? It's the best three year old. I've got an Oman in here that is the best one week old. My Oman is in honour of you, mate. Number seven, to be frank. Oh, mate, is going to be the biggest boil over of the week, mate. Have a couple of shekels on that each way. Thanks for coming. One of my uncle's names, Frank, and uh, he's trying to claim the name as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you've got a son called Sonny, and now you've got your uncle's daughter, Frank. So I'll tell you what, mate, it's time to get original. That's the Oman this week, so when it doesn't get up, you can blame Benny's naming committee. Race three now, over 2,000 as well, and it's a similar scenario with a short price favourite. The top weight, Tropical Squall, is around about a buck ninety. It's been oscillating just under the two buck mark since the market came out. Autumn Angel, if it was a spring angel, I would have doubled down on the Oman for Frankie, but it's not. That's at about 450, and it's double figures the rest. Is this continuing the slow start for us, mate? <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, I was looking for bets. I mean, Tropical, tropical uh, Squall. Won the flight really well last start. It was $9 chance. It goes to 2,000 metres for the first time here. And it sort of, it gets there quickly, I think. It gets to 2,000 metres quickly. It doesn't sort of have the grounding for it. But, you know, carries a penalty here. It's probably the horse to beat. But, oh, odds on. I wouldn't want to be backing it. And then you have a look at the second favourite, Autumn Angel. We backed it a couple of starts ago at uh, Mooney Valley. And I thought it was really disappointing. It ran all right last start behind Griff in the start stakes who came out and won the Caulfield Guineas, obviously. But that race rated poorly the Caulfield Guineas subsequently rated poorly so I think those form lines in particular are quite weak so I couldn't be recommending Autumn Angel as well it was just it was murky there was murkiness but uh, there's a lot more clarity um, coming up in the next few races so yeah couldn't um, I just couldn't push into that favourite tropical score I just think that's a bit skinny that price and you know what chances are you're about to lose and so far Benny you haven't lost in the first three races. See what happens when you don't punt? Well done. Righto, let's buck that trend now in race four and pick ourselves a winner over 1,200. The favourite is Dark Halo, just shading Facile. These two are going to be vying for favouritism, and Facile has been coming in since the market's been released, so it may well jump as favourite. That's the seven and the eight. Then Don Corleone is just outside those at about 4.20, and Arkansas Kid at 9.50. This looks like a tough little bunch at the top of the market, mate. Yeah, it does, but I think for, for Facile, is that how you say it? I think it'll separate itself in the market. It, it's definitely the one to beat. You know, it's currently second favourite, vying for favouritism with Dark Halo, but there's just a little bit more substance to the figures in uh, in Facile's form lines. And Last start, it only won narrowly at $1.45, but huge margin to third, plus jockey, ran good time, went like an absolute rocket, and I think it'll win here. So I'm with Facile. Dark Halo, nice horse, ran solid time at Wyong, gets a Positive jockey change, good camp, it's a chance, but I'm happy to be with Faso. I think probably the weakness in the market is Don Corleone. This is a horse who's who's dropping in grade, but it's just it's a horse who just isn't sort of living up to its early promise. And uh, I think it's found a couple of horses here in Dark Halo and Fasol that um, sort of have got a bit more progression in them. So Fasol for me... Um, I think it might be the best bet, if I recall correctly. Whoa, hello. He's gone <laughs> early. He's no spoilers. Crikey. <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right. We're 0 for 3, and then we jump out of the gates with possibly his best in the fourth. I love it. Keeping it uncomplicated and facile. Let's go to race 5 over 1,400, and my pronunciation is about to be tested because we've got joint favouritism with lovely looking. I can handle that. And 
coeur volant. Ooh. If you put on an accent, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. Or it's cultural appropriation and I'm getting cancelled. They're both at about five bucks and just shading on the outside of them is inhibitions on 550. Double figures after that, Benjamin. Do you like any of these? Yeah, we do. Tell me it's not the one that I can't pronounce. It is the one we can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't even had a go. You could have gone for something simple. Coeur volante. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Beauty, we'll go with I just, that. I don't think this horse, you have a visually, the, the last two wins have been unbelievable. I mean, before a break at, at Sandown, it just absolutely rounded them up. Uh, then they resumed in the Champagne at Mooney Valley. And Mooney Valley, not necessarily a track which would suit a horse like it that gets back, but, geez, it powered to the line. It was just travelling, got held up, and then went whack. Barrier 17, less than ideal, but uh, I think it'll go back anyway, and they should be able to make ground. So this is a horse who I think, you know, she looks like the filly that's going to really take the spring by storm and maybe even the autumn. So I'm happy with Couleur Volante. I think she's absolutely top drawer and awfully hard to beat. You have a look at some of the dangers, inhibitions. It goes to 1,400 metres. I don't think there's anything in its runs to suggest 14, it's looking for 1,400 metres. So it's getting a little bit deep into its campaign. It's sort of been up since July, so I don't think there's any improvement in it. Happy to be against it. I think it's pretty skinny in the market. Lovely looking is probably the biggest danger to Couleur Volante. It's sort of got the different form line i think it was run to suit last start but just the the figures were pretty good considering that they went slow early so it does look a nice horse and probably got some map advantage over coeur volante but i think coeur volante the class filly in the race so happy to go with it maybe the only other chance in the race is floozy who who went well at uh mornington last start so yeah coeur volante for me sunny Mark. Always a chance with a floozy on a Saturday, Arvo, my friend. Always a chance. Race six, our favourite is Spacewalk at about 270. Lofty strike just after that at three. Looks like a ding-dong or a dong-ding battle in two because after that it's about eight bucks and 8.50 for Midwest and General Bow, respectively. Generation at nine. And then the last two horses aren't worth mentioning. Yeah, and I think the market's pretty much got it right. I mean, Spacewalk won well last start in a pretty weak race, but... Uh, it was started dollar forty five around decent time. Get six kilos from the top uh, top weight lofty strike. Probably yeah, you know I think the market's probably got him in the right order. But lofty strike, no doubt, is the best horse in the race. Um, but you know this wouldn't be its target, and it might just be a bowl around. So it'll get back, run on, and that might be too good. But you know really low percentage play. I just think uh, as I mentioned, the market's got it right and. It's not really one of my you know, a race that I like to get involved in, in that they're, they're all so exposed, and I think you just guess him most of the time, aren't we all? No guesswork here. <laughs> no, no. I've been up all night researching, can't you tell? Just have a think about what gambling is really costing you, punters, and make sure you're prepared to set yourself a deposit limit, because we've got a few big, big races coming up on the cards. Let's get to the first of the last four. That doesn't make much sense, but it's going to be a huge finish on Saturday at Caulfield. 1,400 metres now, race seven. C'est Magique, hello at 3.30. Skew with an old Oman at five bucks. Wrote to Arataki at 5.50. Waltz on by at seven. And Revolutionary Miss is at 11 bucks. Tricky, tricky race, this one. I was I, The first horse I went to was the favourite Samajik and I'm thinking yeah it's a nice horse but I just don't know if this horse is going to be a 1400 metres horse it goes there for the first time here I it is a get back horse run on and uh, I think a lot of people think oh, once they do that they are looking for further but I just think it's that's its racing pattern it likes to find its feet and run on and uh, I think it's skinny enough in the market 
skew whiff was scratched at the barriers when it was your own one, so we didn't get to see what it could do yeah. as solid enough in the market. But the horse I just want to have something little on is Revolutionary Miss. I just think it was ah, it was value. it was decent behind Magic Time last start in a you know in a good rating race at Rose Hill gets to fourteen hundred meters here and has shown an ability to settle closer closer to the speed when it gets up to 1,400 metres, 1,600 metres, and uh, there's not a lot of tempo in the race on paper, so I think they could roll forward from barrier eight and, you know, at those double-figure prices, I'm happy to have something uh, a little each way. There's no market push for it at the moment. I don't think you have to rush in and back it. I just think uh, at the jump uh, you can back it and have something each way on it. Love it. Bit of value in race seven out there, punters. Let's go to race eight now, also over 1,400 metres at 4.30 in the Arvo. Our favourite is Nunthorpe at around about 3.60. Altivo is at 4.80. Then Buffalo River and Times Square floating around that $7 to $8 region at the time of recording, as is Climbing Star. Then Cause for Concern starts the double-figure runners. This is interesting. I mean, this race revolves around the favourite Nunthorpe in the... Her last two wins have been pretty good, but they've been on really slow tempos and she's just sprinted home. It's a completely different scenario here and it's going to have to chase Buffalo River who loves to roll along in front and go at a hard tempo. And uh, It's just a completely different scenario for Nunthorpe in that uh, it's going to be tested at the end of the race and it's going to really test how strong it is and I, and I think uh, it's far too short in the market. So I'm going to look for a couple of horses who are going to be stronger through the line on, on this testing tempo. So we do the two-horse play around the favourite. We go Altivo. I thought it was it was pretty good last start in a, in a uh, at Randwick should be ready to peak third up. They drop it back to fourteen hundred meters, which is interesting. But got to trust the camp and some of the figures that did last campaign were pretty strong. So I think it's a really nice horse. And the other horse is Times Square. They took it to the Epsom uh, to the Queen of the Turf before the the spell. It, it held uh, held its own in a Group One two trials leading into this. Uh, and I think it can run well. So I'm happy to back Altivo and Times Square around a favourite like Nunthorpe, who I think is pretty vulnerable on that stronger tempo. All right, the patented Benny Clifton double horse play leading us straight into the big one, the big race of the day, the Caulfield Cup over 2,400 metres. And I tell you what, this is going to be an absolute rip snorter. So don't pay for the whole seat. You're only going to need the edge. Gold Trip is your favourite at five bucks. West Wind blows at six fifty. As is Solcom. So they're sort of vying for second favourite ship, if that's a word, which it isn't. All week. Then without a fight at seven fifty. Break up at nine. Montefilia at fourteen. And then it starts to drift. Is this the race of the spring? Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a vintage Caulfield Cup when we look back on it. There's some really, really good horses. I mean, you've got Gold Trip, who's obviously a Melbourne Cup winner. What he did in the Turnbull last start was amazing. It's got to, I mean, the weight is an issue, but it's proven it before that it can carry these big weights and wins. So I wouldn't be discounting Gold Trip. I think I do think it needs a dry track, uh, or it looks like it needs a dry track at the moment. Um, going by its Flemington run. There probably were signs early on that needed the sting out. So uh, I think these days, uh, its best figures have been on, on the firmer surface. So Gold Trip is a chance. Without a fight, it's a horse who ran some big figures at Caulfield uh, uh, up in Queensland during the winter. Went really well at Caulfield first up. Obviously been set for this race. It, uh, it can definitely win. Solcom is a horse who I kept looking at it. I kept looking at it. And I thought, is this the bet? But I just thought that last 200 metres where 
it ducked up on the inside against West Wind Blows, who uh, is another chance in this race, and it just wasn't making any ground on it, despite having a far softer run. So uh, for that reason, I went with West Wind Blows. Nothing went right last start at Flemington. It got caught wide, had to roll forward, was left really vulnerable late, but just kept finding the line. And we know what these UK horses can do um, over these distance ranges. It's better suited... Uh, at the handicap conditions, drawn Barry two, drawn a softer gate should either. I think it should just settle in behind them, and um, I think it'll be really strong through the line and hard to beat. So I'm happy to back West Wind Blows. This is a, a really good Caulfield Cup, and um, even the Japanese horse Break Up. They're hard to get a line on, but they're generally when they come down here, uh, they perform really well. So yeah, West Wind Blows for me, but I couldn't talk you out of a few of them in the race. Really, really strong Caulfield Cup for more. Awesome. And that's what we want, isn't it? A race where nothing would really surprise and everything's going to be up for grabs. Let's go to the last now, mate. Race 10. And we're bringing it home over 1,100. We go from the Caulfield Cup to a dash for cash at about 10 to 6, just before we head into the news. Vivian is your favourite at 280. Hypothetical, looking to answer some questions at 480. Garnati is at 7 bucks, And then it starts drifting into double figures there. Are we ending with a winner? We're ending with the favourite, Vivian. It is absolutely airborne. and absolutely, It loves this track and distance. It hasn't looked like getting beaten its last, well, this whole winning streak. It's just it's travelling so well. I mean, Matty Allerton's obviously got it absolutely flying. And it's just in familiar territory here. Back to the 1100 at Caulfield where it you know, last started, did a really good figure. This is no harder. I mean, it goes to the listed company, but it's no harder in reality. So I'm happy to back Vivienne. It'll go straight to the front and be hard to beat. Hypothetical danger, third up here. Uh, should be ready to peak, but uh, I think it's just going to run into one like Vivian, who's absolutely airborne. Gennady did a big figure last start, but it's a long way up in class, and maybe it's getting back to something near its best, but it'll, it'll, it will need to be at his very best to beat Vivian. So I think punters can go home a winner with the favourite Vivian. Tell you what, you've given us a lot to work with there this Saturday. Let's run through the card, shall we? It's a slow start at race one. The market is looking at the Waterhouse-trained KZAD. But it's a bit too murky and messy for us. Race two, you can just have a little each way on one hell of an upset in the Oman, to be frank, at 23 bucks, thanks to the naming of the Clifton family. Race three, we are shouldering arms again, but fear not. Benny's about to get the old SS Turbo out and start swinging. Race four could well be his best bet, although the last sounded pretty darn good as well. So facile in race four. He's keeping it simple and uncomplicated. That's what he's on. Race five. Now, lovely looking is a danger, but ironically, you're against it because you think the last run of Cover Valant, Cover Valant, Cover Valante, one of those. She's been looking even lovelier. So that is your selection there. Race six. The market probably has this right. Lofty Strike is the best horse, but it couldn't be asked today, so either could we. Race seven, there's a bit of value here, and we come home with four winners with any luck. Revolutionary Miss. It's a tricky race. The favourite is a get-back horse, whatever that means. Doesn't sound like it's getting to the front, though. We've hit some value on number three, Revolutionary Miss in double figures. Race eight, completely different scenario for the fave Nunthorpe. It's going to be chasing Buffalo River and it's going to run out of steam. So we're going for a patent Benny Clifton two-horse play. That's a PBC THP for those in the know. We're on Altivo and Times Square. And then the big one, the Caulfield Cup. 
This has all the hallmarks of a classic, a vintage, an absolute humdinger and a rip snorter and possibly a belter of a cup. You kept looking at Sulcombe, but its last 200 metres had you a little bit wary. So you're on the UK horse, West Wind Blows. You think it's going to hit the line hard and more importantly, it's going to hit the line first. And then in race 10, I'm surprised this isn't your best actually because I know three things about Vivian. It loves this track, it loves this distance and it is airborne. So you've come home strong with those. Is it your best or are you going to stick with Facile? I'll stick with Facile. I do think um, the market will really uh, trend towards Facile late in betting. So uh, I think if you're locking the price for Facile now, you'll, you'll be in a good position. So best bet Facile. Each way, uh, best value is Revolutionary Miss in race seven. But I don't think there's any need to rush into that price. It should be there till jump time. So, yeah, happy to identify those. But I think it is a good betting card. Should be a good track at Caulfield. And, yeah, love to be out there. Mate, I'm about to head out there now. So I'll give you a bit of a rundown of how the track and the conditions are playing. But I'll tell you what, punters, keep your powder dry until Saturday because it's going to be an absolute ripper of a day just have a think about what gambling is really costing you and do it within your means benny congrats again on the parenthood congrats on nearly tipping the card if you didn't shoulder arms in the first few races there and until next week good luck punters yeah good luck punters thanks for that sonny no worries mate